This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Kara RDH here, and before we get started, I want to thank CE Zoom for sponsoring this podcast audio article. CE Zoom is an all-inclusive continuing education management system, unlike anything else available to dental professionals. Trusted by over 50,000 dental professionals, CE Zoom is the only fully automated, state-specific CE tracker that tracks your CEs based off your individual state's rules and regulations and it's super simple and easy to use. Either take a course through CE Zoom for automated tracking or upload your certificates you've received from other CE courses and you can quickly view and track your CE compliance progress based on your state's requirements. Head on over to cezoom.com to create an account and see all that CE Zoom has to offer. The dangers of curing tooth decay naturally by Spring Hatfield, RDH. The idea of naturally curing tooth decay is a fast-growing fad. It's become such a craze there are Facebook pages and groups encouraging and supporting the idea. One such group called Cure Tooth Decay, Heal Tooth Cavities, Dental Caries, Tooth Abscess, is a closed group in which you must be accepted to join, which I've recently learned is well-known for supporting this fad. Full disclosure, I'm not a member. I've seen posts from this group, mainly from other dental professionals who've gained access and tried to educate people on the importance of seeking professional dental care. They are dental missionaries. I don't generally get into arguments on the internet, no matter how strong my feelings are on the subject. Therefore, for the most part, I read the stories the missionaries brought back to the dental groups, but I didn't allow myself to get too terribly upset. When several of the missionaries shared the same story multiple times, it piqued my interest, or rather my concern. It was posted by a mother who was seriously distraught that her almost two-year-old had rampant caries across her upper interior teeth, and two of the teeth were decayed to the gum line. The mother admitted she was aware the two severely decayed teeth would probably require extraction. I don't understand why you would avoid professional dental care to repair a tooth, but acknowledge the need when the tooth is no longer salvageable. To add insult to injury, after watching this happen to your child, why would you continue this lifestyle? It made me so sad. I simply don't understand choosing this for your children. I decided to go to the page. Side note here, there are two pages, a private discussion forum and a public page, and I contact the administrator to see if they'd be interested in a civil, non-judgmental interview to help me better understand their beliefs and practices. This is when I discovered there are almost 68,000 members in this forum. My head exploded. How in the world has dentistry failed this many people? I sent a private message. I was desperate to know if it was due to the financial burden, fear, lack of trust, or blatant disregard for modern medicine in general. I was curious if they believed in avoiding medical doctors as well. Unfortunately, but not surprising, I didn't get a response. My message was very kind and unthreatening, but no dice. I did discover the basis of their beliefs come from the book Cure Tooth Decay, Remineralize Cavities and Repair Your Teeth Naturally with Good Food by Ramiel Nagel. I would love nothing more than to have a sit-down with Ramiel Nagel. Unfortunately, he died from cancer on July 28, 2017. Because I couldn't get a response via Facebook and Mr. Nagel is no longer with us, I decided to do my own research and see what I could learn about him and his recommended practices to cure tooth decay. 
His bio doesn't mention any formal education, dental, medical, or otherwise. It also states his background is in body-oriented psychology, energy medicine, and yoga, and his writings focus on empowerment and self-responsibility in relation to health. Originally, I thought I'd buy his book and read it, but I couldn't bring myself to pay $28 for something I just don't support. I decided to cheat and go to his website and soak up as much inaccurate information as possible. To sum it up, what I learned about his recommendations come down to this. He claims tooth decay is caused by nutrient deficiencies and not bacteria. He also implies by simply changing your diet, you can cure dental decay. If you're interested in exploring Ramiel's work further, you can click on the link in the article. I did run across a well-documented interview with Mr. Nagel on a blog named Kitchen Stewardship, Baby Steps to Real Food and Natural Living. My favorite quote from the interview is, from my understanding, there should be more than one sign to indicate it needs to be filled. In other words, don't get a filling just from a spot on an x-ray. This is still a form of conventional perspective. Even if an active cavity is found, it can still be remineralized and drilling can be avoided. Often these types of cavities can be remineralized in two to six weeks time. Seeing one spot on an x-ray is not good justification. I do believe nutrition plays a key role in dental and overall health, and I do believe incipient lesions can and do remineralize, and they don't require treatment. I thought these lesions were to what he was referring, but you can find an x-ray of a tooth with severe decay the website claims is healing. You can see a large temporary filling that's been placed with indication of secondary dentin. The image is copyrighted, so you'll have to click the link in our article to see it. So, why am I saying all this? The first reason is that I can't stop thinking about it. I'm concerned for all the people who really believe in this practice. The second and most important reason is that I hope at least one person will listen to this and be educated on the dangers of curing tooth decay naturally. Before I go further, I'd like to say to my critics, I know some of the following information is extreme. In my defense, it is science-based, and I personally feel like trying to cure a cavity with raw milk and cod liver oil is extreme. Therefore, I'm just following Ramiel Nagel's lead. Keep listening for science-based facts. Life-threatening infections of odontogenic tooth or surrounding tissue or upper airway origin may extend to potential spaces formed by facial planes of the lower head and upper cervical area. Complications include airway obstruction, media astenitis, necrotizing fasciitis, cavernous sinus thrombosis, sepsis, thoracic empyema, Lemire syndrome, cerebral abscess, orbital abscess, and osteomyelitis. The incidence of these space infections has been greatly reduced by modern antibiotic therapy. Odontogenic infections have been one of the most common diseases in the oral and maxillofacial region, associated with a mortality rate of 10 to 40%. I'd like to add, if you're following Ramiel Nagel's advice, you refuse antibiotics. So let's dig into some of these complications that could arise. Sepsis. Defined as the presence of confirmed or suspected infectious agents with two or more of the systemic inflammatory response syndrome criteria. Systemic inflammatory response syndrome criteria include body temperature less than 96.8 degrees or greater than 100.4 degrees, heart rate greater than 90 beats per minute, respiratory rate greater than 20 breaths per minute, or white blood cell count greater than 12,000 or less than 4,000. In a survey conducted, 18 deaths were reported out of 2,790 patients. One case included a 9-year-old patient developing toxic shock syndrome secondary to dental abscesses. 
Despite the treatment, the patient died two days after admission to intensive care unit because of multi-system organ failure. Respiratory obstruction. This is another most concerning complication of odontogenic infections. Respiratory obstruction may be due to swelling of floor of mouth, trismus, edema, and abscess formation leading to narrowing and eventually to the loss of airway. Tracheal intubation in patients with deep neck infections is challenging. The distorted airway anatomy, tissue immobility, and limited access to the mouth make orotracheal intubation with rigid laryngoscopy difficult. No airway equals no oxygen. You can do the math. Descending necrotizing mediastinitis. Of the reported cases of descending necrotizing mediastinitis, 60 to 70% originate from odontogenic infections. Although descending necrotizing mediastinitis is quite rare, this variety of mediastinitis is a highly lethal disease with a mortality rate of 37 to 60% and is frequently associated with pleural and pericardial effusion, compression of the local blood vessels, persistent sepsis, and multi-organ failure. Lemire syndrome, characterized by suppurative thrombophlebitis, venous thrombosis associated with inflammation in the setting of bacteremia of the internal jugular vein is a metastatic infection. In literature, search for Lemire syndrome. The primary site of infection was oropharynx in 59.5% of cases, followed by mastoiditis, 15%, and seven cases with a primary odontogenic infection. In the pre-antibiotic era, Lemire syndrome carried a mortality rate of 83%. Remember, if you're following Ramiel Nagel's advice, you're living in the pre-antibiotic era. Cervical necrotizing fasciitis. Characterized by an extensive, severe progressive infection with dissection and necrosis of the soft tissues along the cervical planes is associated with a mortality rate in between 20% and 40%. Bacterial enzymes and cell wall components play an essential role in local tissue destruction, dissemination of the infection, and in systemic toxicity. If left untreated, the rapid dissemination of the infection can be fatal. Orbital abscess. Organisms from an odontogenic source may gain entrance to the orbit through local tissue planes by hematogenous blood spread or via involvement of the paranasal sinuses. The orbital septum delineates these infections into pre- and post-septal disease, which is important because the latter has the potential to cause severe complications. Orbital abscesses exhibit common signs and symptoms such as chemosis, swelling of the conjunctiva, swelling of the eyelid, reddening, hyperthermia, proptosis, protrusion or displacement of the eye, extraocular muscle dysfunction, and decreased visual acuity. Retrograde spread of infection can lead to complications such as cavernous sinus thrombosis, meningitis, cerebritis, brain abscess, or death. Cavernous sinus thrombosis. Septic cavernous sinus thrombosis is a rare condition. 7% of all cases of thrombosis of the cavernous sinus are of dental origin. Though it is rare, fewer than 40% of patients usually have a full recovery, while the remainder of patients have neurological deficits. Death generally occurs within 4-7 to seven days if the diagnosis isn't made or when treatment is not instituted, usually due to meningitis, brain abscess, or generalized sepsis. Brain abscess. Anaerobic species are responsible for the majority of cases of odontogenic 78% brain abscess. Clinically, there's usually a latent period of several days or weeks before the appearance of symptoms of intracranial involvement. Initial complaints may be mild, consisting mostly of headaches, malaise, and apathy. Neurologic signs may appear later, depending on the location of the lesion. 
In a case study published in the Journal of the Canadian Dental Association, JCDA, a primary molar dental abscess was implicated as the cause of a brain abscess in an 11-year-old boy. You can read the case study by clicking the link in the article. Osteomyelitis, defined as an infection in a bone. Osteomyelitis may develop in the jaws after a chronic odontogenic infection. Odontogenic infections were found to be the cause of 38% of mandibular and 25% of maxillary involvement. Proper surgical management and antimicrobial therapy are must to avoid complications. With the widespread availability of preventative dental care and the development of effective antibiotics for the treatment of orofacial infection, the incidence of serious odontogenic infections has decreased dramatically over the past 50 years. However, they can still carry the potential for lethal complications, especially in the immunocompromised patient. When considering a natural cure for any dental or medical disease, the consequences could be painful at best and life-threatening at worst. Blindly following recommendations by an unqualified individual is dangerous. I know there are many people that would like Ramiel Nagel's practice to be true and successful. However, there's no science-based evidence to support his claims. Nutrition and a healthy lifestyle are important in disease prevention, and I highly recommend choosing a healthy diet. However, if you or your child has a dental or medical problem, I encourage you to seek professional treatment and guidance from a qualified individual. Obtaining medical or dental advice from a book that can be purchased online, written by an individual with no medical or dental background, is not a substitute for actual dental or medical advice from a board-certified dentist or physician. Originally published on Dental Masterminds. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 